0: Welcome to Orpini, this is Saratova Best. We are doing the second part of Yom Tav Shal Rosh Hashanah, Tafresh Samach of, of the Rebbe Rosh and we are talking about when you blow Shifer, this is Shifer and Rosh Hashanah when it comes out on Shabbos, but in general, when you blow Shifer, and we say Tzukim, there are three kinds of psukim. there's Malchias, Zichreinus, and Shiferus, and w- when you say these Malchias, what it's designed to do, so to speak, I would say, this is my un- um, educated understanding of it is you decide, I'm in or I'm out. I'm under the umbrella of Hashem or not. You know, that general Kabbalah soul. Hashem, I I see it. I see the, the master plan. I see where I am in relation to you. And I want to be part of the plan. I want to be part of the master plan. I accept yoke sounds very heavy in this generation. Yoke of heaven It sounds, you know, very... Um in other generations, people like the yoke of heaven. Nobody likes yokes in this generation, so clearly it has a um a an understanding that fits for this generation because there's no such thing as tyra tyra is their the'i behem for us to live by so if yeah, accepting the yoke of heaven was very tasty to people, very palatable to people two hundred years ago, and now it's not so what does that say? Hashem is you know, the ultimate Chachma. He, he's the one who designs us with our personalities, and he designs the Taira with its way, so he clearly has the Taira set up in a way that we can live by it, not throw it away, God forbid, and say, well, that was good for another generation. So I would say, this is again my thought, that in generations where people like the yoke of heaven, you know, put a yoke on me, tell me what to do, I hate doing it, but I'll do it anyway, That they love it. that was good for them not good for this generation. So whatever it means to accept the yoke of heaven, I, I haven't thought into it yet, but it, it, it still means accepting the yoke of heaven, but in a way that fits our generation, clearly. So when we say Malchius, when we're blowing the shifer, this is what we're doing. When we say zichrainus, there's something to remember. What are you going to remember? So what you're going to remember is to remember um Havaya in a way of the Emma Saba'i Island, al Hawaiian and Al-Akim are one. What does that mean? I'm learning a mimer. wow, the whole thing is so clear to me, the master plan and Hashem runs the world and it's amazing and it's juicy and it's incredible. And then I'm in the middle of, it's a bad hair day and everything's going wrong and now I'm not in Hawaii energy. Hawaii energy is above the world, in the supernal vision of things, now I'm in the Elokechem energy, where I'm in the world, but um, it's 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 everyday life, and really everyday my everyday life, not your everyday life. Maybe I have a car and you don't have a car, so I have everyday life around parking spots, and you don't have everyday life around parking spots. So you're not going to have those misyanos, those challenges about parking spots because you don't. Park your car. You don't have a car, or let's say, you know, I uh, I have a, um, a motorboat and I, you know, take it every Sunday and go out on, you know, the lake and I, I, you know, I dock it in a certain place. I have a whole set set of challenges that you don't have, or you have a motorboat and I don't. So that's l o k hen me in my personal relationship with Hashem. So now, you know, all summer I was in a quiet place. Now I'm in. Brooklyn, where every two seconds there's another siren. So that's L O K okhm You know, remember, like, who's making the siren? Hashem. Is that good or bad? Yeah, it's good. Really? Sure doesn't feel like that. So the Zechritus are there to remind me, this is Hashem too in His absolute love for me. With the noisy, distracting sirens that are wearing me out in the background. So that He wants me to remember in the easy moments and in the challenging moments, it's the same hymn. And the, uh, and then it says, look into your soul and look into your ways. This is Shreyfus. Remember we said there are three kinds of sounds of the Shreyfus. There are malchus we just said, accepting the yoke. Two, Zechrinus. remember. Remember in the easy moments and in the not easy moments. And then Shreyfus. What is Shreyfus? Remember Matantira? Remember there was the sound of the shifer? And when we heard the shifer, boom. All of a sudden, Torah and Nitsus became the order of the day. Until then we were doing other stuff. But at the sound of the shifer at Matantira, all of a sudden we became we came under the jurisdiction of Torah and Nitzis, forever. So um So somehow, this Schieffer at Moth heralded that we were entering a new era in history. Schieffer told us, hey, guys, it's going to be very different from now on. It's going to be better, but it's going to be very different. From now on, you have, you're you doing Tyre Mitzvah. Before that, only certain people did. Now everybody does it, and everything that comes with that. So if Shifer did that the first time and made us realize, oh my goodness, a new era, everything will be different from now on, every time we hear Shifer, that happens again. And we know that Rosh Hashanah is the union of Binyin and Malchus, building Malchus. What are we drawing down? Kether Malchus, the crown of Malchus. Now once Hashem, we are giving Hashem Malchus, we're creating a new era in history. And therefore, Rosh Hashanah is called by the name crown. It, it ha- the name Rosh Hashanah has to do with the name crown, Kesar. Kesar Malchus. As it says, the pre a time, Rosh Hashanah has everything to do with the crown of Malchus. We're asking Hashem to be king. A king wears a crown. And Kesar Malchus, we know that this is, what's the Kesar Malchus. The crown is what you wear on top of your head when you're the king. What's on top of you now? Let's take a very mundane example. Um, I go to a party. I, I only eat certain foods. I go, everybody's having a wonderful time and dancing, and then they bring out the sweet table. They bring out all the foods that I officially do not eat. So my mind says, so somebody says, do you want me to bring you some cakes and pastries? They say, no, 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 I, yeah, I, I actually am gluten-free and sugar-free. I, I don't eat those things. My mind says that. So then they bring back this whole plate. Everybody's bringing back these plates overflowing with all these cakes and pastries, and all the sugar is calling out to me, like, winking at me, like, hi, sweetheart. Want some? I look really good, don't I, right? And I'm saying, no, go away, right? But what's higher, my brain is saying, you don't eat that stuff. But somewhere, but but something in me is saying, sure, looks good. Maybe I'll just have a little bite. Where is that, maybe I'll just have a little bite coming from? It's above my brain. I mean, it's also below my brain, but it's not right in my brain. My brain is saying, you don't eat that stuff, remember? Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, I don't eat that stuff. But somewhere above my brain, in a different place, is my desire, my will. And if you go to weddings and watch people who don't eat that stuff and watch them eat that stuff, how do they eat it? Oh, because something stronger than their brain got them to eat it. What's stronger than their brain, louder than their brain? Their will, their desire. The thing that's high, it overwhelms the brain. So what, what does that look like? Now, again, that's in things that shouldn't be. In things that should be, I make a decision, like, I only do this. But I have a will that's even more powerful than that. So let's say with Hashem, he'll say, I think the Jewish people deserve this, this, and this. But we can arouse in him a will that's even more powerful than that. And that will is higher than his brain. What does it look like if you would make it into a little picture? It would look like, remember, the king was something higher than his brain. What's higher than his brain? What's this on top of his head? His crown. So when we're talking about bringing down kether Malchus on Rosh Hashanah, we're talking about the will, the desire to be king, as it says in Priyayat It's the desire for Malucha, for kingship. And the source of this is very high. From a level of panemis and atmos are insight. That's where it's sitting. As it says, this is the day, the beginning of your work. Just like the very first, day one, at the beginning of creation, very first, brand new, never before, Rosh Hashanah. What was going on? Hashem's desire from within Himself to be King. The very first time to become king for, for Malucha. And a rasen on the idolmas and a desire to have a world in which we're doing mitzvahs and he's, you know, we're in a relationship with him. And that's the union of Atmos Aryan before the Timson. You know, there's it, I guess on that level of Atmos Aryan Insight before Hashem even creates the world. When Hashem was all alone, just him. He felt a need to create a world, create us, and create a world with whom to interact. Um, that's the way it was. A desire, remember, desire, the little emoji for desire is a crown. A crown, tresser. The desire for kingship. Keser Malkhut, the crown on top of the king's head. Just picture that visual. So the same thing—it happened then. It happened even kind of before there was a world. Hashem said, "I think I want to make a world. I have this, this desire for Chesed. Who am I going to do Chesed on? There's nobody else. I'll make a world and then I'll do it on them." So every single Rosh Hashanah, the same thing happens again and again and again. And now Hashem says could you please do this for me? This The first time I did it for myself, could you please now arouse in me the desire to to, to be king on the level of penis and asmus are in life? Okay, sure. How should we do that? Says Hashem, what do you mean? Through the shifer. The cipher does it. Well, really? Hashem said, wait, like, what were you thinking when I said, HaShem said, Remember I said, and I say to you every year, Say before me, malchus. Malchus are the things that say, We're ready for you to be king. Are you ready to be king? Say before me, malchus. Malchus. Why? So that I should rule over you. I should be your king. And say before me, Zicharinus. Remember, you know, Throughout all the thick and thin of life, what it's all about, and what you what you decided you want to do. You want me to be king, and you want to be in this relationship, and you want the whole thing to work in this unbelievably complex but very perfect way. Okay, sure. How do we do it? Shif'er, you blow the shif'er. You say the you say the psukim, the choredes and Malchius the and shif'er, and you blow the shif'er. And it happens because when you cry out, when there's the simple cry of the scheifer from umka from the depths of the heart, then you arouse in me. When, when you, the depths of your soul and the depths of your essence cry out with the simple cry that's exemplified by the sound of the scheifer. the sound of the shaytah probably actually is the physical expression of the sound of your soul and the sound of your essence. And so when I hear that sound, I'm not just hearing a ram's horn. I'm hearing the depths of your soul crying out to me. What do you think it does to me, says Hashem? It touches the depths of my own essence. And when that is touched in me, At that moment, at that point, I want to be king over the world and create history and a world and the interaction and the relationship and possibilities and growth and everything. That's how we do it. So that's the whole thing. And so then, of course, the question comes up, what we said. Uh-oh, this year, Rosh Hashanah starts on Shabbos, and we're not going to blow Shifer. We just spend quite a bit of time explaining that the Shifer does the whole thing. You want a world, you need Hashem to be king, and your depth, and his depth, and his essence, and your essence, and the sound, and the sound of your soul, and the Shifer, and da 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 we can look at our notes and see what we just wrote down. The whole thing, perfect, amazing. And this year, we're not going to do it. All right, plan B. So how are we going to get Hashem to want to be king? How are we going to get the world going this year? How are we going to win the elections? How are we going to anything? How will we have a new year? How will we be? How will what's going to be? We just figured out the system of how the whole thing works. Now you're going to tell us that the whole thing is going to work without the schifer? So everything you just told us wasn't applicable for only sometimes? What's going on? Everything depends on the schifer. And we're not going to blow schifer. Well, la-di-da. So you want to say that the psukim of shifer that we say on Rosh Hashanah Because on Rosh Hashanah, on Shabbos, so we say all those ptukhins, we say, Malchias, great, so Hashem wants to become king. And the we remember in all situations that it's really Hashem, we remember the master plan. And Shifras, all of that, good, we say the ptukhins, that's it? But, so why do we spend all this time explaining about the Shifras? Because the Shaif remember, the Chorainas, Malchias, reading all these ptukhins, that's not the same thing Same thing as a cry from the deepest, deepest, um, essence of the soul. The sound of the cipher doesn't sound like sook and red and tyra. It sounds like your deepest core calling out. So, what's going on? So what's going to be this year? In order to understand it, what we understand is the following. Razzal said, even from Imalchia, say before me, Malchius so that I will become king over you. Say Zechrinus, that you should remember um, that um, the memory of you should, should. And the, not only are Zechrinus good for us when we say Zechrinus, we remember, right, oh yeah, there's a master plan in all situations. When of Hash- Hashem says, right, when I think of everything they've done, I think, wow, they're great. They're amazing. We want Hashem to have good memories of us, not only us having good memories of Him. So we say these different disciplines. And what does this mean, Zechrein? Remembering. So about the idea of Zechreinah, we're just going to um, um, uh, conjecture a little bit because we actually just learned in the Mimer, we went ahead, and we just learned in the Mimer something very long and complex, and we're going to tie it all together with this year, etc. And the idea is, if you want to go with us on a journey for a minute, that when Hashem, when God created the world, since he filled the entire the entire everything, you can't have a world if you're the only reality and you're completely luminous, you know, all there is is Hashem. And therefore, the way he did it was, in order to create a world, he contracted himself, called the Tsintum. the way he was expressed, he was there in the world, it's called Ar Ein Seif Lifnei and then he contracted that light and left what's called a hollow, an empty space. And in that empty space, because Hashem was no longer visible, you could then have ven- the creation of a world. Fine. Good. But remember that that's a very dark, empty space. We're, we're, remember, we're talking about memories, when we go shayfer, we say these different kinds of tzukim, and one is zechrainis, memories, remembering something. Both remember. We remember Hashem. We remember that what, what, in the easy times and in the complex times, when we're in a spiritual space and when we're very much down here in the world and all the challenges, we remember him equally, and at the same time, he remembers us in all kinds of situations. So but this memory that's connected to asking him to be king and create a world for another year was saying when he created the world at the very first time. Before he created the world, he had to have this empty space called the hollow. Such a dark, empty space with no memory of anything, no memory of all the light that just left, that's a that's a tough, that's, that, that would create, if a world was created from such a, an empty space, boy, I don't know if it was possible for him to create a world from such an empty space, but it sure would have been a very dark place. So, He left something, we're going to call it a perfume, a fragrance. He left something called the Rishima, which was a fragrance, we'll call it the perfume of the memory of how luminous it was before he contracted, before he left, he took his light away. Imagine all you have left is, you know, once upon a time, remember, you know, Lahabville, somebody told me in a certain city that the whole community has a certain gardener, and this gardener, when he... We're taking a break to explain this. When this gardener had, uh, when he was in college, he was the head, he was the captain of the football team. And it, it was like he lives in that space to this day. He never, he never moved on from that. And so he's always, he does gardening and he does everybody's gardens. He's not really that excited about doing gardening. He's always talking about when he was the captain of the football team, the football and the captain and the captain in the college days. He lives in the past with the memories, the fragrance, the the perfume of those days when he was the captain of the football team. Wow, life was amazing. And now life is kind of boring. That's the way he feels. So he's always living in the perfume of the fragrance of being the captain of the football team. Once upon a time, I was the captain of the football team. So la rahavdil, rahavdil, the way it was, how luminous everything was, with orange, size, Simpson. and now Hashem just pulled it all out left this empty space so he could make a world, and all we, and he left one little perfume, like the fragrance, the fragrance of the memory of how luminous it was when he filled the whole everything. And that starts to, and somehow in that empty space with that fragrance there, there's a possibility of vessels for light being developed, a world somehow coming from that. I'm going to say somehow. don't know the mechanics. Somehow coming from that. But remember, we have this perfume that reminds us, reminds us, of when Hashem was filling the whole, space, visibly, palpably filling the whole space. And then Hashem says, we need one more ingredient to make this whole thing work. I'm going to ingest a beam of light into this empty space. It's called a taz. Now this beam of light, is, it tears up with this perfume, you know, like the, like lahabu, the animals during mating season um, will emit a certain perfume to attract a mate so that they will come and mate with this, the female has this certain fragrance to attract the male to, to mate with her and create offspring. And so there's this fragrance that attracts this, this other, this, this mate. So Lahavdil, Lahavdil, the fragrance, the Rashima that's left in this empty space when Hashem contracted himself, probably it, it attracts maybe, or certainly corresponds to this beam of light that's going to be injected and the two of them, you know, sync up to the same, you know, the fragrance of the light and like the beam of light, like, ah, they're talking the same language. And so in all of this, you have the beginning of the creations of our, of the world and vessels to receive the light, etc. So this whole memory is perhaps connected to all of this memory, these memories that we evoke when we're blowing cipher and when we're saying these, these tokens. And to just fast forward, we understand. I, I'm going to say this: we understand that we're 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 stepping into a very um, a very unusual year, and uh, we know that subtle marketing, you know, all you have is the vague fragrance, is much more effective than overt marketing, you know. Buy my product or else. That's 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 passe. Today it's got to be subtle marketing, just a little bit of a fragrance of hints, a hint, to attract people to come and buy. So what do we see in politics today? We see that one political figure has been given a whole platform of going on social media and saying, hi, this is, my name is XXX. I have a favor to ask of you. Would you be willing to help me save the soul of this country? And, then, and it's like a very subtle perfume. It's such a subtle type of marketing. It's not like, that guy's an idiot. He'll ruin the world. Don't vote for him. Those are the old days. Today it's subtle perfume marketing, fragrance. It's very subtle. Help me save the soul of the country. Yes, it's fake perfume. It's perfume. All you have is perfume. It's not connected to the real thing. But so hopefully they don't take us down for saying this. But but it's subtle. It's perfume type of marketing, and that's the kind of year we're going into in Tushin Payalov. And and then clearly we could say you know so blowing the cipher is like boom in your face and you blow the cipher and make a world and win the election and da da da. Overt marketing, you know, loud, noisy marketing, blow that striper. But it's interesting that with the same energy that the opposite forces, the, you know, the forces that aren't really looking for Mashiach, you know, like they're not standing for truth. I have to be careful what we say to be PC. It's such a subtle marketing approach, the perfume approach. Maybe that very much is, is is, is being countered by Hashem by the subtle way of him encouraging us this year to ask him to create a world and a world of Mashiach. It's going to be the subtle way. We're not even, he said, don't blow a Don't do it the showy, loud, noisy way. Not the first day. Do it the perfume way, the fragrance way. Just say the Tukm and taira. We, we, You and I both know the truth. You and I, Hashem says, you're the Yid, I'm Hashem. We both know Rosh Hashem is all about Shafir. We learned all about Neymar. I'm Hashem, you're the Yid. We all know Shafir is the thing. So we, we didn't forget. And we're, it, we're all, we're just going to, we're not going to actually blow it. I'm telling you, don't blow it. We, we're going to do this in a way of subtle marketing. We're going to usher in a year of Mashiach with a really subtle marketing approach. No shifer blowing the first day. Coming from a much deeper place. It's not like we're both going to forget, oh, shifer, I forgot. Nobody's forgetting that there's shifers. It's implied in the not blowing Cypher There's this subtle way of blowing Cypher. It's coming from a deeper, more subtle, hidden, mystical, powerful place that this year needs. So we'll continue tomorrow with this Mimer and see the mechanics of how it's going to happen. We just bless each other that it should be, tomorrow is going to be the 25th of Ello, the creation of the world. It should be the creation of a world of Mashiach, powerful, subtle, beautiful fragrance. We should have the fragrance, not only the, the fragrance of Mashiach is, there, this is the 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 not only we we have the, the air, the of the, Mashiach, the fragrance, the smell of Mashiach, the, the the air of Mashiach, the essence of Mashiach that will permeate everything and everybody from their deep inner core in the most fragrant subtle way will wake up to that reality. And ask Hashem, please be king over the world for this year and create a world of Shia forever and ever. And it should be immediately now. So maybe we find ourselves in the basin of Nashiach immediately now.